Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Today's podcast is all about naughtiness. Yay! Well, that's pretty normal, huh? <laughs> it is. Specifically, this will be naughtiness in the form of erotica. Ooh. Not necessarily film erotica. No. But this is more the written word. And uh, the spoken word. And the spoken word. Mm. And not necessarily just us talking Mm-mm. about dirty things, but erotic, uh, erotica conveyed via podcast or that kind of thing. Right. For example, we will be speaking later with Silken Voice. She's the author mm. and also... Don't <laughs> moan just because I said her name. I, I, I like it. <laughs> K.R. Silken Voice is a, uh, a bisexual polyamorous female... And uh, not only is she a massage therapist, sex educator, and a bunch of other stuff, mm-hmm. she is also working on her master's, master's of Arts in Human Sexuality Studies. Yes. Aren't you jealous? I am very jealous. <laughs> Although you're working on your degree in psychology. Yes, applied psychology. Which you will apply to sex, I am sure. I'm sure. <laughs> so we'll get with uh, KR uh, quickly. Um and we'll also have a promo for a podcast. Another person just started a brand new podcast. Uh, they are when I listened to them just a few weeks ago, they were on episode number one. Wow! So uh, brand this, new. This is a really interesting perspective. This is the uh, erotica for, if I understand correctly, men who like to be naked in front of fully clothed women, <laughs> and that's a particular kink of some sort. I imagine so. So uh, we'll hear uh, a promo for that. As you know, we are always happy to um, play anybody's promo for anything that they're doing or mm-hmm. get the word out about your event, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. As long as Absolutely. you're doing it ethically, we are happy to tell people about it. Yes. So that's what we got coming up from that perspective. <laughs> we know? also have a question of the day, which, again, is a surprise question to you, but I know what it is. <sighs> Those are always hard for me, but we'll see how it goes. And I think that the... Um, I just don't think really fast. <laughs> this is a topic that you're well-versed in. Okay. Right. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But before we get into there, what have you been doing lately? I've actually been doing quite a bit of stuff, it's, so... It's really interesting. We talk about, you know, okay, let's talk about the experiences we've had lately. Mm-hmm. And, I have, and I've got nothing. And you got all the fun. What's going on with that? I'm sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> I have free evenings. I kind of pack them tight. <laughs> I know. So what do you want to talk about first? Um, probably, let's see. Well, Friday night, I did the both, of, both of the things that um, I'm going to mention. <laughs> okay. So I started out with a slave chat at the house. And uh, there were seven women slaves and we all sat in the floor and sat around our round coffee table and the topic was communication so for two hours we talked about communication and how to communicate in the relationship how to learn how to communicate better how to you know just all kinds of stuff and it's it's really a positive experience because um for a while I haven't had anybody to talk to as a slave you know Mm -hmm. it's been like between knowing people and meeting new people 
mm-hmm. guess, is, is where I've been. So I really haven't had a lot of people to talk to about the whole slave experience. Well, I had seven people here, and everybody has either been in a relationship. Well, let's see. For us, it's 11. The next highest was three. And then some were brand new. Mm-hmm. So, But it was really neat to share my experience with the brand new ones and then having the ones that have been doing it for a couple of years even help me out. Well, hell, even one of the new ones helped me out with something. So everybody has something to share. So this isn't necessarily a uh, like a play party or anything oh, no. like that. This is more of a support group for I, people in power exchange relationships? I guess that's what I would call it. So for, for slaves or those interested in being a slave. So just kind of like our MS chats, except it's just the slave side. Hmm. So, and it was just really interesting. We had a great time. So what, and just real quickly, mm-hmm. what's the big difference between when you're gathered in a, your living room with six or seven people mm-hmm. talking about a topic like communication mm-hmm. versus being on one of the message boards, <sighs> oh. you know, ask a submissive message board and talking to six or seven people posting back and forth? Well, for one... We're all in the same community, so we kind of know each other. There was one new girl, you know, that I knew, but nobody else did. And, you know, you can sit there and you can touch a shoulder. You can touch a hand. You can laugh at each other's jokes. It's all real time. It's mm-hmm. right there. It's not the whole back and forth. We know who we're talking with. We know who their masters are. We know they're living in a 24-7 relationship. So it was easier. It was actually pretty easy to be vulnerable and nobody trashed anybody because you're <laughs> sitting there in front of the person. Funny how that's different when you're in real Funny life. Funny how that's different. We were there supporting each other. Big difference. I'm a big fan of using the internet groups to get started. Mm-hmm. And use them for occasional reference. That's mm-hmm. fine. But online time and real life time um, are two different animals. They are. And I, I totally agree with you. You know, I can put a question out there on a message board and you get interaction, but you also get, you know, uh, people that are know-it-alls, mm-hmm. people that are living in their mom's basement and telling you what great masters right. they are. Right, um, the armchair the armchair dominance or the and, theorist yeah. and, yeah, the academics and stuff like that. No, when we're sitting around the table, I can see the look in someone's eye. You know, as they counterpoint something I've said, Mm -hmm. you know, I see their hand go on their chest as they say, you know, in my opinion, this is how we do it. And and the neat thing about that is, you know, I I would hate to have listeners sitting there thinking, well, that's great if I lived, if I was a friend of yours. Mm -hmm. And we know that that's not necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. What you require is that people live in central Ohio. Right. And sometimes it's okay. Oh, I want to meet you in a coffee shop first before you come to my home. Before you come to my home. That's normal enough, Right. Right. But, you know, people might be saying, well, I live in Idaho or I live in Virginia. You know, I can't just sit around with a bunch of women or men who identify as slaves and have a chat. And I say, pish paw. <laughs> There's plenty of us out there. Yeah, really. Start a chat. <laughs> start a chat. And, that, and really, you don't have a formal, you know, MS group or anything going. No. You have, say, you've, you say, hey, look, I'm a slave. I like to talk to slaves. I'll mm-hmm. provide a place we can sit. We had hot tea, and somebody brought a bowl of popcorn, and yeah, candles lit and incense going, and chilled. <laughs> and if you put it out there, I think you would be surprised at the kind, you know, the fact that other people are out there too, thinking, "Wow, that'd be wonderful." Mm-hmm. A way to interact with people. Yep. So, 
that's what you started with on that's Friday That's what I night. started with. That was, and I warned everybody up front, we're only going till 9 o'clock, maybe a little bit after, because I'm changing clothes and running out, and I got some place to be at 10. And where was that? That was the Exile, uh, Exile, what do they call it? Exile Bar. It's a gay man's leather bar. Mm-hmm. So, and there was an auction going on, a charity event that was given by Boy Robert and Cub Ryan. And it was for the AIDS Resource Center in Dayton. Oh, neat. And what it was, was they titled it Jocks for Ark. Okay. <laughs> I've got pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you mean people that are um, into sports? Is that what you mean by jocks? No, not at all. So actually, um, some people donated uh, jock straps. And then the boys walked around the bar in the jocks, and people could tuck in money into the jocks, and they <laughs> sold raffle tickets and all kinds of stuff. There was stuff donated. And then they got up there one by one and auctioned off the jocks. Huh. And then they took them off for the people that bought the jocks, but mm-hmm. they did it like behind, like in a cage, but behind a sheet with a light behind it. So you Neat. get the whole visual effect since you can't be naked in a bar. Now, you say it was a gay leather bar, mm-hmm. a male gay leather bar. It was a male gay leather bar. And, and, and yeah. you're not male at all. I'm not male, and I had never been there before, but I really wanted to go support this charity. We had watched these two win titles at the um, Ohio Valley Leather, leather title. Contest, right, mm-hmm. right. And um, so I wanted to support them. So I called up somebody from OLA and I said, hey, um, I'm thinking of going, but I don't know anybody there. Do you know of anybody that's going to be there that I might know? Mm-hmm. And I was told um, that they weren't aware of anybody going, but they ended up contacting a female in the group and told me to call her. And I did. So Mrs. Adora. And mm-hmm. she wasn't going to go that night, but ended up meeting me there. And then the person that I had contact wasn't going to be there. And when I walked in the door, they were there too. Well, there you go. So I had a table. I mean, this just felt so community. They had a table all set up. You know, I walked in and as I touched the handle, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have no clue what to expect. (laughs) You know, I've been to events before, but I haven't been to a bar by myself before. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm picturing Police Academy, the Blue Oyster. The Blue from, Oyster, from yes. Academy, for us old folks <laughs> still would have been that. fun. You know, but when I opened up the door, there they were. So, and, and like I said, to me, that was just, that was community in action. And, and it sounds like they were gathering for a great purpose. Absolutely. To, uh, gather up some funds mm-hmm. for uh, Age Research Center yes. in, in Dayton, in Ohio. Dayton. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I want to mention to our listeners out there who might be interested that the Trans Ohio Group, which of course can be found at transohio.org, They're launching a first-of-its-kind needs assessment for the Ohio transgender community. And what they're trying to do is, um, well, they're they're seeking out people from um, either those that live in Ohio or were born in Ohio and now reside elsewhere. And they have an assessment for a transgendered-identified individual or... The partner of a transgender individual or for allies, allies. of transgender individuals. Nice. And uh, they just put together some kind of a, a, a needs assessment, and you can find that online. Kind of a neat thing that our, our Trans Ohio group that's, uh, I, don't, I don't know that it's led by, but uh, a friend of ours, Shane, yeah, is involved in that. Yeah, I think it is. I, I, did I tell you I ran into him at work the other day? No, you didn't. We have a very, I work for a corporate, a big corporate company, Fortune 500 company, but they're a very progressive company and they have a, um, I think I may have mentioned on the show before, they have a GBLT and A group. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Trans Ohio had a table at our work. Nice. You know, and they were giving out literature and explaining to people what Trans Ohio was about. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens, I, you know, I walked by and said, hey, Shane, how's it going? <laughs> Yay. Um, so that's always makes for really interesting work experiences where my fellow co-workers who assume I I'm bet it does. somewhat normal. Probably about as much as when you got flashed during the Pride Parade and our kid was standing next to us. <laughs> Perhaps so. Maybe a little different. Maybe um, a little different. <laughs> When I'm no longer working there and, you know, years from now and I'm not worried about outing people, the uh-huh. stories I'll tell. <laughs> um, so that's that. Our last show was about those big events. Yes. And it just so happens that one of the events we talked about, COPE, Central mm-hmm. Ohio Perversion Excursion. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the local groups here, which is the Central Ohio Rope, Rope Group, Group. Mm-hmm. they will be recapping the classes that happened at COPE, at least the rope-related classes, as well as have some other handy rope work that is suitable for all, from the novice beginner, i.e. me, <laughs> to a person with a good degree of rope skill. I don't know. You did pretty good last night. <laughs> oh, I thank you very much. Thank you very much. So that's going on with the... Uh, Central Ohio Rope Group, and mm-hmm. that's happening on October 17th. Nice. Now, that um, Central Ohio Rope Group is also looking for presenters. Oh, so, are they? Yeah, they're looking for rope presenters. So if we put that on our show notes, and you are a presenter of rope stuff, <laughs> uh, Amber the Rope Slut might be interested in having you come out. Yeah, and this will be a good opportunity for us to test if our friend Grey Dancer says, yeah, I listen to your podcast, <laughs> really does. That would be Grey Dancer of uh, Ropecast, <laughs> which is the, if I remember correctly, the longest running BDSM or uh, kink podcast out there. That's what I understand. And uh, either we are thankful or um, annoyed that he got us started on this, I think, as far as I'm concerned, as far as the podcasting bit goes. Yes. Do you remember how that happened? I don't remember how that happened. We were vending at a at a COPE event, <gasps> oh, as a matter of fact. Oh, that's right. And he stuck a microphone in my face. That's, I remember that. And I said, well, this doesn't look so hard, does it? We had an interesting product for sale, the Kadishti blankets. Yeah. And he wanted to, to learn about them, so, yep. And hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars later, I realized it wasn't <laughs> as easy as I thought it would be. <laughs> So uh, today's question of the day, and this is a surprise question of the day, so you're going to have to think quick on your feet. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how you get ready? That was nice. I like that. So, Dawn. Yes. um, As people who listen to the show know that you are the um, slave half of the master slave, GLLA, 2010. Yes. You've been in a power exchange relationship for the past... 11 years. And you lead slave chats, apparently. Yes. And other things like that. Mm-hmm. The question of the day is... Got nothing to do with that stuff. Oh, the question of the day up. is, how do you... If, if I was new to this... Right. And I said, Dawn, I've, I've never done this before. I'm new to it. Mm-hmm. So can you help me understand, how do I give a good blowjob? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And the panic look from her face floats away gently and easily as she realizes this is an easy one. This is like who played her. Uh, the main evil bad guy of Star Wars was Darth Blank. 
even you know that one. Wait, I know it. I know it. So. So how do you get? How do you give a good blowjob? How do I give a good blowjob? How uh, How do you advise? Well. How do I advise someone else <laughs> I mean, to do it? No, no, no. I like the first thing. Actually, the first question, <laughs> because I'll be able to tell people if you're lying or not. <laughs> but how do you advise? And in general, what are the good qualities and tips to give a good blowjob? Okay. Well, if someone asked me that, the first thing I would say is that I don't know a lot of techniques. There's a lot of workshops out there on techniques, and I just, I've, I've never been interested in learning them. Because to me, even if you have the right technique, if you don't have the passion and you don't enjoy what you're doing, it's still not going to work. So for me, I enjoy what I'm doing. So I'm very intuitive with it. And I, I, I make that connection. <laughs> you know, there's an energetic connection there. And as I'm giving a blowjob, as I'm sucking cock, you know, it's all about the taste and the feel and how it makes me feel, even though I don't concentrate on a lot of that. It's still how my tongue feels against their skin. And, and it's just, you know, you just got to be sensual with it, but be passionate mm-hmm. and don't bite unless they tell you to. <laughs> Now, I was listening to another podcast with the same topic uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and A, they made it sound very clinical, which is why I wanted to ask this question, because you do not make it sound no, clinical. No, I don't, yeah. They were saying something along the line, and you can tell me if you agree with these things. Okay. On occasion, you should stop sucking the cock and just use your hand for a little bit. Mm, you know, sometimes I stop, but it's not to give a hand job. It's more to like rub my thumb pad over the tip of the cock. Okay. Something like that. But I don't put a lot of hand job stuff into it. To me, it's about sucking the cock. Okay. What about you shouldn't continually do the same thing all the time over and over again. You should vary it up. You should switch around. I do that. So um, though sometimes I get carried away and it, it's very much about getting cock down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> So, but no, I think, I think I usually switch it up some, you know, a little tongue on the side and swirl around the top and then take it deep. And then, Ooh, I like to do, wow. I just gave it a name too. Kind of like the corn on the cob effect. (laughs) Isn't that awful? You mean put butter on it? No, no, no. (laughs) I mean like, um, have it like between my lips, but Mm -hmm. like go up and down the side sideways. You don't realize I do that, do you? I, no, I was just <laughs> wondering how we can copyright the name of that before. Well, <laughs> the corn cob technique. I bet somebody's already got it. <laughs> and every time somebody uses that technique, we get a quarter or something. I don't know. But I just like it because I don't, um, my goal is not to make somebody come. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my goal, because I'm not goal oriented when it comes to sex. That's why I enjoy it so much. There's not an end goal. If we don't, there, there's no goal to meet except to enjoy, to meet, haha, except to enjoy, <laughs> you know, what you're currently doing. So for me, I just, I just, it's all intuition. Mm-hmm. So now we were watching a, um, and, and I can literally say this <laughs> at this part of my life. This is a true statement. We were watching porn last night for research for the podcast. Yes, we were. <laughs> and unfortunately, it, it ended up not being what I was told it would be, but it was actually just bad porn. Yeah. Although the very... Well, well the not, first scene that we watched was really hot. Oh, was it the first scene? It was the second it scene. It was the second scene. Okay, that was really hot. Because but. the first scene was intentionally boring, but 
Don't right. derail me too much from this blowjob okay. conversation. Sorry, sorry. Um, during this porn, every time a uh, blowjob was given and an orgasm was achieved or any kind of orgasm was achieved from a guy, uh, yeah. he would squirt all over her face. The money shot. Yes. Do you, uh, is that part of a good blowjob that you should let the shoot all over your face and into your hair and your eye and up your nostril? It's not a requirement, but one of the other things that I do like with a good blowjob, if you want rhythm from me, mm-hmm. instead of me doing a bunch of different things, grab my hair, grab my ears, fuck my face. Okay? That's the domination part. Now, if coming on my face is part of the domination part, ah. here's slut, you're having my cum on your face, mm-hmm. that's hot. Is it required? Absolutely not. Cummings not even required. Hmm. So, not for me. I mean, just <laughs> okay. I'm getting all turned on again. <laughs> if you would like to personally sit with Dawn and hear about her blowjob <laughs> techniques, or contact us for any other reason, there's a variety of ways to do so. There is. What are they? I'm like all <sighs> Twitter pated or or something. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter, Dan and Dawn, is one way you can <laughs> hey, keep a hold works. of us. Yes, it does. I thought that was a segue. I think it was accidental. Yes, it was accidental. Um, Fet Life, erotic awakening, two words. Voicemail, 206-309-0054. Facebook, erotic awakening, one word. Or you can go over to our webpage, eroticawakening.com, and put a comment on the comment form. Or email Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. So tonight's podcast is about, and this is a nice segue now yeah, that we've been talking about sex. Yeah, it is. And, 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 you know, if you, little podcast listener, got excited listening to Dawn talk about giving a blowjob. <laughs> oh, Silken Voice. <laughs> you'll want to go over and hit out uh, Silken Voice's podcast, which we'll put a link in the show notes towards. And um, we'll be talking a little bit about her and about her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just recently being published in one of Violet Blue's anthologies. Right, about that. right. So she's got some stuff on Literotica, and I love Literotica. I, now, I've got some stuff out there. <laughs> now, when I asked Karen, or Karen asked me what we were doing tonight, I said, well, we got a podcast. She said, what's it about? And I said, it's mm-hmm. about erotica. Right. And she sagely said, ah, don't forget about Literotica. Mm-hmm. And Literotica, as we'll, and we'll hear Silken Voice talk about that as well, that mm-hmm. Literotica is, is a website where you can go and post and read all the porn you mm-hmm. can possibly handle. About anything and, and everything. And one of the things that I really like about Literotica is that it is all free. Mm-hmm. It's all um, people like you and me. It's not necessarily, there are professional authors out there, but there's also just people who think, you know what, I, I have a hot fantasy, and they type it up and stick it out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that I liked about Literotica is when I posted my stories out there, I was actually wanting to know how well my writing was. Mm-hmm. So I posted my stories out there, and there's ways for people to grade them and leave comments. Oh, neat. So, and if I want someone to help me edit it, supposedly there's help with that too. So I never went that far, but it was nice to get comments, not enough detail, blah, 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 you know? And that way I could, <laughs> you know, fluff up the story a little bit or work on my writing a little bit. So I really liked that part. I like it was that awesome. You, I like that. You said fluff your story. I fluff funny. my story, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing to me, and I found this humorous at least, is um, I asked Karen, oh, you go out to Literotica and read some porn. She says, yeah, I like lesbian porn. 
Mm-hmm. Now, the funny, the reason that that's funny to me, which is the same reason you're getting that look on your face right now, <laughs> is when Karen first came into the community, um, many of the bi females in our community said, ooh, fresh meat. And she's right. a hottie and they want to jump her bones and she's just not interested in that. Right. But she likes lesbian porn. And I thought that was a little strange. And she said normally it's because it reflects the style of erotica that she enjoys. Oh, Apparently, and okay. I don't know if this is... Well, I do know. I, wear, I read lesbian porn, too. <laughs> but um, the, the idea is that it's more, it's softer normally. Mm-hmm. It's more sweet versus harsh, perhaps. Right. I can understand that. I see that the cat, who has been meowing in the background while we're pretending that that's not happening. Uh-huh. Has now come to the foreground. Yes. And that's... should be loud and clear. <laughs> so, uh... Kind of interesting, I thought. Mm-hmm. Do you read porn at all anymore? Um, I have actually got a book over there called um, Erotic Surrender. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of reading that off and on. So it's about the the erotic nature of female <laughs> submission. Um, that was two cats <laughs> on the table, and one was not impressed. <laughs> So, so it's rare. It's rare that I mean, I live um, porn. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I mean that's. I mean that's that's very true. A lot of the activity. You know, we we talk a lot about the the power exchange activities we do, mm-hmm. the present presenting we do, and all that kind of stuff. But you know, there's not. I don't like have any particular fantasies, as I've mentioned before. I don't have any fantasies that oh, right. I'd love to do this one day. Right. Um, I mean, they're just logistical at this point, you know? I mean, I've, I've lived a lot of this stuff already. Mm-hmm. I have, and I've written about a lot of the stuff that we've done. So, you know, I, I could put my own porn book together if I wanted to. <laughs> Maybe you should do that someday. <laughs> Maybe I should do that one day. So, but, you know, it, it's kind of like if, if I want to read about something, I, I would probably actually just go do it instead. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, I, don't I, know. Know. I don't know. Part of me says, sure, I, I can grok that. But part of me says, yeah, sometimes you were just sitting here, right? You, uh, true. You know? And there's a lot of stuff that I can't just make happen. For example, if, uh, well, obviously specific people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one That's of the really true. interesting kinds of, the, the, the last porn that I read, and I don't know that I, you know, I didn't read it in depth, mm-hmm. but it just struck me as interesting was the, um, and I'm, I'm going to say the wrong, say, and all the people that are going to FrolicCon are going to mock my saying it the wrong <laughs> way, but it's, it's fan-based, um, oh. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So for example, for example, right, you might have the Harry Potter story, you know the Harry Potter story. My, and- <laughs> I've got an old high school friend that you know that does this, writes this type, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you who it is later. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so perhaps you're familiar with the Harry Potter stories mm-hmm. and you write, you know, so what will happen is fan fiction is created off that. They'll say, well, what about if Hermione and Harry, you know, became good friends that went to Texas or something like that, right? Right, right. And, you know, they'll expand upon it and people will share it in creating the story. Uh-huh. Well, other people will take the same idea. What if Hermione... And Harry fucked like rabbits. And what if he used his magic to give him a bigger Ooh. cock, right? Wow. So, again, <laughs> geeky friends write into the show and tell us what the hell that's called. It's, it's not... I forget, but it's... There's the music version of this stuff. It's like Frick or Frillick or... You know what I'm... 
I know what you mean because, like stuff. I said, this high school friend has sent me copies of some of her musical stuff and some of her written stuff. So I know it's out there. I don't yeah. remember the name. Please anyway, write in and let us know. <laughs> that would be the last kind of erotica that I read. You know, and and I, I clearly recall reading one of these. Um, um, Kirk and Yuvora, you Ooh. know, hailing frequencies are open, Captain, sort of things, um, which was a lot funnier in my head than it was when it came out of my mouth. <laughs> well, the one that I'm reading, actually, is Erotic Surrender, The Sensual Joys of Female Submission. So, and it is, uh, it's got some stories in here that are really awesome, but of course, that's right up my alley. So. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Who wrote that fine book? Uh, Claudia Varin. And would you recommend it? You don't, you're not, you're about halfway through at this point. Yeah. Yeah, about that. So, but it's not all stories. It's, it's uh, other stuff too, but there's good stuff in there. Okay. So when was the last time to your recollection that you read and masturbated to erotica? Read and masturbated to erotica? Yes. I'm glad you didn't ask about watched. Um, read and wow. You know, I used to do like the hustler pillow talk and stuff yeah. like that way back when. But read and nah, you know what? I don't know. Years. I would certainly say it's how I got started. Yes, right? absolutely. I, can, I recall, mm-hmm. and I hope my dad doesn't listen to the podcast <laughs> for a very great <laughs> number of reasons. But I recall back when I was a young, young man, sneaking uh-huh. into my parents' room, like many people do, uh-huh. and um, <laughs> borrowing one of his books. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was some housewife that was balling some football team. <laughs> oh, and, I, and that's what I remember, <laughs> uh, self-pleasuring to that. Yes. Um, I don't know how long. Yeah. You know, and that's my start, too. So, but... Uh, we're very fortunate that our life is somewhat in a situation today mm-hmm. that, as you'd mentioned earlier, a lot of our fantasies, we just we have the opportunity to act out. Yes. You know, um, be it because you and I are very vulnerable and open with each other mm-hmm. or because we go to an event where maybe we don't do everything, mm-hmm. but we get to see other people doing it too. Right. Be it a, a little event like or a house party or a big event. And, you know, I don't have to spend a lot of time fantasizing about what it would be like to have needles stuck in my dick, right? <laughs> I've seen it. I don't think I want it. I'm pretty sure. I can't imagine you doing that. Now, me with needles, on the other hand, hmm. <laughs> so let's uh, talk to KR Silken Voice. As we said, she has a uh, podcast called Silken on Sex. She is a uh, erotica writer, and she has both online and print publications, as well as doing some cus- custom voice erotica. And that's something a little interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She does talk about that, doesn't she? Yes. So uh, let's hear what she has to say. Fabulous. Dawn, tonight on the show, we have Silken Voice, Mm -hmm. who I first uh, and recently heard because of her podcast, Silken on Sex. Silken Voice, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Now, not only do you... Well, you're a, a... in your own words, a switchy femme dom and a massage therapist and a hypnotist and even an, adorn, an ordained minister. But my understanding is that you also do a lot of writing of erotica. 
I do a lot of erotica writing. It's my passion. You had mentioned earlier that the reason you like writing um, erotica is it helps you to express to other people and a permission to explore their sexuality. Can you expand on that a little bit? Certainly. Um, I've noticed that most people seem to have, you know, sexual issues for some reason or another. A lot of it has to do with just the way people are socialized. And since I wasn't raised with a lot of the usual social conditioning, um, I've found a large contrast between my own sexual self-expression and just about everyone else's. And I don't have a whole lot of inhibitions about going out and trying whatever I feel like trying. Um, so one of the things I realized was I could write about my experiences, um, usually fictionalized to protect the not-so-innocent. Um, <laughs> and um, it was a great way for other people to kind of ex experience things that they normally wouldn't try out, uh, you know, vicariously through either reading fiction or listening to my audio. Okay. Now, I happen to have listened to your most recent podcast, and how much you mentioned that that stuff comes from a lot of it from your own experience. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, how much of it would you say is your own experience, and how much of it is just just fictionalized? You know, it really depends on the story. Um, everything. What do they say? You know, write what you know. <laughs> so everything really has a seed of it. I have, you know, erotica that's written from. I went to a women's college, so you know, I have erotica written from you know my days at college, which are pretty well, you know, true to form. Um, you know, the the assignment says "Use Me," which is probably the one that you listened to most recently. That one um, is probably about sixty percent real life, and the rest of it's been you know, fictionalized a bit. <laughs> okay. So how do you get started writing erotica? I mean, you, you mentioned you were writing in, in college. Was there a point where you realized you'd rather write erotica than, well, I don't know, history or <laughs> other forms of fiction or nonfiction? Oh, I've been writing, gosh, um, my grandmother saved a story I wrote on at her typewriter when I was six. So I've been writing stories and telling stories since I was a child, with regards to erotica specifically, I, um, about, hmm, six or seven years ago, I ended a long-term relationship, which had kind of been a chain of long-term relationships, and decided, you know, I was going to take some time off, and, and be celibate, and, you know, have a love affair with myself, and all that, and, um, I have a very strong sex drive, and being celibate ended up making me have, like, really intense erotic dreams. And they would, like, walk around with me all day. And sometimes the only way I could get them out of my mind was to literally write them down. And um, that, was, uh, that was what got me started, uh, writing erotica. You know, I, I would, um, and then I would share them with friends of mine. And um, one, of, one of my uh, lovers uh, said, you know, this is better than, you know, most of what I read on literotica. And I was like, what's literotica? <laughs> So then I went to Literotica and I went, oh my God, a lot of this stuff is truly bad. Mm -hmm. So then I, I created a profile on there and started putting my erotica out there. And it's been pretty well received, which is, you know, which is nice. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I started, yeah, so I started writing, you know, just as a form of expressing what was going on, you know, in my mind and in my body as a result of, of an extended period of celibacy. And then I actually got into doing the erotic audio because um, when I did... Um, get involved with someone again, um, my 
partner at the time was, uh, he traveled a lot for work and, um, he said, you know, I miss your voice. I, yeah, whatever. (laughs) So I, um, you know, started recording naughty little things for him and he, you know, put them on his iPod and, you know, listened on the L in Chicago or (laughs) wherever he happened to be. And, um, and then I was like, wow, well, maybe I'll try putting these on Little Erotica and, uh, people really liked them. And so it sort of grew from there. Now, now tell our, our listeners who may not know, what is a literatica? Mm-hmm. Literatica.com is basically just this massive depository of erotic material. It's probably, last time I knew it was like close to 300,000 documents. And I'm, I expect it's probably more than that. Um, but uh, it's got mostly erotic text, but there are audio files and there are images as well. You know, it's art. Um, and... You know, um, I, I call a lot of it erotica to be generous. A lot of it is, you know, pure smut. A lot of it is, you know, <laughs> really, truly awful. But it's people expressing them, their their sexuality. And I really um, I really like literotica for that. You know, you're going to find an audience uh, for whatever your fantasy is. Um, you know, or you're going to find a fantasy, whatever your fantasy is, your kink, your fetish. You're going to find it on literotica.com. Right, and Literatica is still free, right? Yes, it is. It's okay. entirely free. You know, it's searchable. Um, and a lot of, you know, there are other other writers out there who have gotten their start on Literatica.com. Selena Kitten comes to mind. Um, but there are other other people who have, you know, gotten started just uh, putting their fa- uh, fantasies or their fiction out there and uh, started submitting like, like I did. I... I, I was solicited by people, you know, hey, will you do audio for our site? And then it was, you know, I started getting encouragement from, like, people at uh, Clean Sheets and um, uh, the Erotica Reader and Writers Association who said, you know, look, you're, you're, you're pretty good. <laughs> and, you know, people would come to me and say, you know, you're, you know, I'm an editor and, you know, you write really well and I, I really think you should start submitting your work. And, and so I did. I've been publishing a couple of different books. I've got a I just had something except to one of the Violet Blues anthologies, and I'm really excited about that. It should be coming out in a, in spring of 2011. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Really cool. So it's a good place to get a start. So I might mm-hmm. have a chance. I've got a few stories out there myself. <laughs> so now, now you'd mentioned that you write uh, erotica, and you said there's a, there's also some smut and some porn out there. Uh, so do you, from your perspective, do you not write porn? Oh, I do write porn. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's funny. When I first got it started, um, probably five years ago, I was contacted by someone who was like working on a master's thesis in sexuality who, uh, who uh, wanted to interview me as a pornographer and uh, was really trying to push my buttons as far as, you know, how does it make you feel that I consider you a pornographer, that you meet my, you know, criteria? And I'm like, you know, one person's pornography is another person's erotica, another person's sacred sexuality. You know, I don't really have a problem with it. But, um, you know, it's very subjective. Uh, everyone's definition. My grandmother was a um, an evangelical missionary. So her idea of porn <laughs> and my idea of porn may not overlap very well. But right. I, <laughs> I, um, I have no qualms about admitting, you know, people... A lot of people would consider I'm a pornographer, and I'm okay with that. So in your mind, what's the difference between erotica and porn? Um, 
usually erotica engages um tends to be more sensual it tends to engage the senses Mm -hmm. it tends to engage the mind um you know i i love porn i'm a huge fan of certain porn sites i mean i like spank wire for example it's one of my favorites right now um but it's it's almost entirely visual there's a lot of audio of course which you know who doesn't like to hear a woman coming but when you're reading erotica or you're or in my case when you're listening to erotica usually you're also exploring you know smells tastes um, thoughts, uh, emotions that, you know, aren't necessarily easily accessed via plain old porn, especially the audiovisual porn. So, um, that's one of the things I think that distinguishes it. You know, you also really try to have some sort of, um, you know, merit. When I think about erotica, I think about it as a form of self-expression, um, that is trying, you know, one person reaching out to another, you know, in the dark, and and trying to make a connection and um in pornography i think is generally just pure objectification you know at, at its basis which does have a role in society i i'm i'm totally okay with that but mm-hmm. um i think that erotica you really try to not necessarily be more artsy because there's people who totally overdo it but really to create a you know a commonality a basis to be more sensual to really engage people in the realm of the sensual, and not just the get your cock hard, your pussy wet, and get off. Although if you don't succeed in that with your audience, then you're not really writing erotica either. So, do you ever get people, uh, listeners, write up and say, "Hey, can you do a, Can you do something for me? Can you do, or do you like user requested type stories?" Ooh. Oh yeah, absolutely. I have a pretty decent. With the current economy, I would say that I do a better uh, business in personal audios personalized audios, audio stories, hypnosis, etc. Then I do an actual audio sales. Um, but, but before things went downhill <laughs> and the end of uh, 2008, early 2009, um, mm-hmm. I was doing really, really well with the audio stories. But when the economy is the way it is, you know, they say sex sells and normally it does, even in a recession, even more in a recession, but it's just gone so deep that, uh, that uh, a lot of people aren't even willing to, you know, spend the money on, I mean, they'd rather spend it on bread. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I do do a lot of personalized audio stories. Um, and I've, I've gotten, in fact, with my cold, I've got a backup. And I've had, I just got someone who says, oh, I just heard my latest release, which came out, like, you know, a couple of hours ago. And he's like, oh, is, you know, when is my story going to be ready? And I'm like, oh, sweetie, I'm so sorry. My voice, you know, this is like the first time I really felt able to do any recording. So, I'll get to it as soon as I can. I've got like a backlog of uh, six or seven projects right now. Wow. Now, yeah. one of the projects that you do have completed is, I understand you have a uh, album of erotic shorts out there on, is it on, available on like iTunes? It's on Amazon and iTunes. CD Baby is what I originally released it through. And there's some um, 10 little short, I call it erotic vignettes. And they're, uh, they're pretty fun. I mean, it's a little bit of lesbian, a little bit of, you know, sex machines, a lot of, you know, it's kind of a more of a couple's erotica, you know, mostly hetero, um, not too terribly kinky, but, you know, I, I didn't, I want, I wanted to be able to put it out there for a mainstream audience, um, so that it wouldn't get like banned from my tunes. <laughs> right, right. Well, got one more question for you, if you don't mind. Sure. And this is one of those personal questions. All right. Does it, does doing the podcast, recording the podcast, writing the erotica, 
Does that stuff turn you on? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> After I recorded today's podcast, I I popped out my Hitachi magic wand and and had a really good orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Yeah, um, you know, if you if your own stuff doesn't make you hot, you're really not going to have, you know, the passion either for the writing or, or the voiceover work. Uh, you know, in my case, so um, and sometimes if I'm, um, if I'm having a little difficulty getting the juices flowing internally, I'll often masturbate before, like a uh, Mia Martina from Mia on Top. Mm-hmm. She also often you know masturbates before she does the recordings because then you, you you're really in that space that erotic space which is um where a lot of my my audio work differs from um a lot of the stuff that's out there like if you went to audible.com or one of those other sites and you you know, download an erotic story you're getting a story that's done by a professional voiceover actress it sounds like all the other audiobooks out there you know right. what i mean mm-hmm. it sounds like an audiobook it sounds like a woman one of my uh, one of my biggest fans he's like Everyone sounds like they're reading the newspaper, but not you, you know? <laughs> you know, it, it, it can be an incredibly erotic story, but if it sounds like someone's reading the newspaper with as much inflection, passion, whatever, as, as that, then you're, you're missing out on a great opportunity. And so um, I, that's kind of what distinguishes my audience from a lot of the stuff that's out there um, in, on the mainstream sites. And um, so that's why I keep putting mine out there. So that passion comes through in your voice. So I'm I'm gonna have to uh, listen to some more. <laughs> See now you're gonna yeah. make, now you're gonna talk Dawn into that we have to uh, mutually masturbate each other before each podcast. Hey, well we've we've already done the spanking thing. If we're low in uh, low energy, we've we've been known to pull out a spanking before recording. <laughs> and that, oh that, yeah, that, nothing like sitting on a warm tush. Oh huh? yeah, the whole yeah, and just the connection. Keep from it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> or sit there naked, or <laughs> now yeah. we now we can add just listen to your podcast. Or yes. <laughs> oh, you're more than welcome to do that. <laughs> so, Silken Voice. How can people find out more about you? Well, I have a website, SilkenOnSex.com. Um, it's a site where I've got a lot of articles. Um, you know, I, I not only write erotic, I do. I try to do sex education. So. I've got uh, pieces out there about uh, different kinds of sex toys, um, kind of little reviews, women, couples, um, but SiliconOnSex.com. Then I have, you know, I have a SiliconVoice.com site, which is more of, you know, an introduction to me. Um, and anyone who's, any one of your listeners more than welcome to uh, to visit the website and uh, give me their feedback on any of the audio or the stories. There's plenty of free erotica and erotic audio, it's not all, you know, stuff that's for sale. Okay, very cool. Nice. Okay, well, uh, thank you very much. I think uh, we are going to go have sex, but in lieu of this, <laughs> we'll, we'll record it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Silk Voice. Have a great evening. Thank you. Hey, Dan and Dawn. This is Arthur calling in to tell you about my new podcast. In it, I read my erotica and talk about my crazy views on sex and fetishes. You can download it directly from my site, arterotica.com. That's A-R-D-O-R-O-T-I-C-A.com forward slash podcast.html. Or it should be searchable on iTunes within the next few days. Thanks. Coming up next week... Return to Gore.
Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Erotic Awakening is proud to support the Leather Heart Foundation, a nonprofit organization created to provide charitable assistance to individuals of all sexual orientations in the leather, BDSM, and fetish community. You can donate or find out more at leatherheart.org. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Sarah Sloan appears on Erotic Awakening courtesy of Love You Parties. Find out more about Love You Parties and Sarah Sloan at www.sarahsloan.net. Music heard on Erotic Awakening, Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wanda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com.